You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Total Liverpool podcast. This is uh, our first show and it's a sort of sister show to the Total Screamers podcast, but this is strictly just Liverpool. And today I am joined, as always, by Simo. Simo, how are you doing mid-tea there? <laughs> <laughs> Very good, mate. Very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good, thank you. And we are joined by Adam Murphy. Adam, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well, thank you, mate. Good. We'd normally be joined by Deej as well. We've got him on board to, to join us, but he's unwell at the moment, so he sadly can't make the first episode. But we'll have him back as a, as a first-team regular, if you will, from now on. Boys, we're going to talk Liverpool. Mm-hmm. It's something, obviously, that's close to all of our hearts. And we're going to start with sort of transfer rumours and things like that. There's a, a few things floating about revolving uh, Liverpool. One that I've seen more recently crop up is, is Renato Sanchez. Adam, we'll start with you. What do you make of this rumour? Do you think there's anything, any legs behind it? And if so, why do you think there is? I, to be honest, I'm, I, I don't know if there's too much, like, like in terms of like the actual weight of the transfer, in terms of like how true it could actually be. I'm, I'm not so sure this one's going to happen, just purely mm. because I don't. It feels almost as if for me that Liverpool are kind of trying to be a bit more cautious this transfer window, maybe not spend as much and maybe look in, uh, in into next transfer window. I know we've spoken about it a little bit on a on a show for Turtle Screamers. Um, but look, Renato Sanchez, uh, he's had a great Euros despite Portugal bombing out early. I think he's probably one of their uh, sort of star players. Um, if you look at it in terms of actually replacing Genie Wijnaldum as well, he kind of fits the bill really well. He's very, very energetic, super high energy player. Um, really good box to box. I think he fits the profile, fits the bill of Liverpool. Um, I, just, I think I'm, I'm not sure how much that, that deal would cost. And obviously with the likes of players like Curtis Jones and and having you know, Oxlade-Chamberlain hopefully uh, fit for next season as well, I, I'm just not. I'm not so sure he's somebody that we'd make a priority. Mm. I'd agree with you. I think that 
a lot of people sort of remember Renato Sanchez as having that flop at Swansea, didn't he? He had a, a dreadful time there, but, you know, he was very young and he seems to have gone away and come back really, really motivated. And he looks a completely different player, in my opinion. Looked very good at the Euros. But apart from that, that's the only time I've really watched him play since he, he left England. Simo, what are your thoughts on this? Does it, does it have any real legs, this transfer? Well, I'm sceptical of, like, all transfers at the minute. Um <laughs> Liverpool-wise, because be, <laughs> there's been quite a few of them uh, coming out. I mean, I, I, I'm always like positive that the Mbappé one is just constantly there. Um, I do think we need a midfielder, uh, and I'd probably echo what Adam says uh, in terms of he could he, he would probably fit into our system fairly well as a box-to-box. Um, I feel like that sort of hard-running Gini Wijnaldum role. Uh, if we don't buy in that area, um, it would really be a breakthrough season probably for Curtis Jones. Mm. Um, who's probably a little bit more, when he has been on the pitch, played a little more, I would say, attackingly aggressively than, than Gino and Aldum. Um, runs from deep and, and really finding himself in the box as well. Um, uh, other than that, maybe Ox needs to come into midfield for us. Um, I mean, he doesn't look too comfortable out in the right or the left for me. No. Um, I think he's all right in the 10, uh, but I can definitely see he, he has been a central midfielder before for Arsenal. Um, and he, has, he, he was that for us for, that, for a short, brief period of time before he took that really bad injury. Um, so I think it is an area of this, this, this squad that we could really do with a wee bit of strengthening. Uh, but we're not we're not in dire straits in the midfield just yet, I don't think. I think the emergence of Curtis Jones looks like a top prospect for me. I think with the yeah. right nurturing uh, around the midfielders that he will be around. Um, we also have Naby Keita, who's obviously yet to have his, his, his season for us, but obviously I think I've seen great things, brief moments from Naby Keita that indicates he is, a, he is a bit of a player, but he just seems to be getting injured. So maybe you never know that a, a, a resurgence for Naby Keita, is that going to be on the cards? Probably not, but you know, you, you, you never know. He did cost us quite a bit of money. Um, and he has paid quite a, a decent salary as well. He took the number eight, presented to him by Gerard. So, I mean, I don't think we're in dire straits for, for, for midfield players just yet, but I think, yeah, I'm, I'm in the creams with Adam. They might fit that role if, it is, if there is any substance to it. Yeah, Nabi Kate is one of those real frustrating players for me. It, there's, like you say, some of there's real glimpses of a real top player in there. Like last season when he, he against Chelsea, the game he won, we lifted the trophy and he ran that game. He played really well. And, and there's just little glimpses like that where you think, hang on, if, if he can stay fit, was a real player on our hands here, but then he gets injured. And, you know, I think he made, what, like eight, nine appearances last season. And, didn't really set the world on fire, which is probably no fault of his own. You know, when you're injured, it's hard to come back from those, but it's a tough one. But I I agree. I think Curtis Jones is a phenomenal talent and he's got the players and the backroom staff and the right manager to really harness what's inside of him and create a top, top, top player. Boys, uh, there's not really, in terms of rumours, obviously, like you said, Simo, the, the Mbappe is always floating about. Ever present in Mbappe one. He's got 12 months left on this deal. So this time next year, we'll probably be having this same conversation uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and discussing whether, whether or not he'll actually come. But in terms of players in the squad, I know there's a lot of so-called deadwood in that squad that a lot of people want to see free sell, sold to free up some resources to, 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 Get, sign new players basically I want to gonna have a list here I want to run through and I want to know if you'd keep them if you'd loan them out or if you'd sell them we'll start with the cult hero that is big Divock Origi Adam again we'll come to you first what are you doing with Divock I'd, I'd 
I think, well, firstly, I think it all depends on if we bring in another forward. Because mm. if we do, I'd sell Divock. I don't think there's any point in loaning him out anymore. Um, as you say, he's, he's sort of made his mark on the club. He's, he's got that sort of cult hero status that we'll always remember him for. Uh, obviously, his, his brace against Barca, his, his goal in the final as well of the Champions League. He scored a couple of goals during the season as well that were really important to us uh, in the title race with City. Um, but to be honest, for me, he just doesn't seem to offer enough anymore. He, he, he seems like he's lost a yard of pace as well. Um, and I think the big thing for me is he just... he And it's always been a thing around Divock Origi. He doesn't look like he enjoys playing football. I don't know what it is, but when he's on the pitch, he just... Like he doesn't seem like he cares that much. Um, so for me, look, I'd, I'd, I think we could still maybe get a, a little bit of money for him, something to maybe put towards an Mbappe deal. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but but look, I'd, I, if, if we're going to bring anybody in in the summer um, uh, in terms of a forward, or even just having Har- Harvey Elliott back in the squad or around the squad, I'd I'd look to move Divock on permanently. Mm. Shimo, Divock. Nobody likes to see Devox. It's he that Liverpool more than me. I mean, he has. He's you a are a legend. big fan. You are a big. I'm fan a big Devox. I really fan. Um, I'm so grateful for everything he's done for the club, uh, and I want to see him play some football. And I can echo what Adam said. He didn't look as if he was enjoying any football last season. Uh, I would say in the seasons before, he definitely looked as if he was. He definitely settled into that in a, in a title winning season, a Champions win, uh, League winning season. He definitely understood the role he was to play, and that was to be that fourth choice. Uh, rotational player for the front three um, and last season he just couldn't get in he just couldn't get in and we strengthened up top um, you, you know and I think there's just so many players in front of him that I just can't really see him getting a run of games together to get any sort of significant vein of form together I think for the for the good uh, Divox career he has to move on because I just think Minamino's coming back isn't he he's not he's not as far as I'm aware that's not he's coming back thing. Yeah. Jordan Shakiri's Jordan Shakiri's still a player that we have in the books this time Diego Jota obviously we have the front three that, that they don't need mentioned and we have players like Harvey Elliott um, coming back who has had a great a great season at Blackburn and who as far as I can read um, everybody at Liverpool's a big fan of and, and can see him mm. Uh, potentially being a player for us or being a rotational player for us um, I just think it's, it's too much of a hill to climb for, for Divock Origi to, to, to really cement a place at Liverpool at the minute yeah I'd, I'd so agree sell. it's a sell for me sell for away so there's two sell I'd, I'd have to agree with you both I think Origi's done some wonderful things not only for football but outside of football he's set up a lot of charities and he's got a scholarship with the, the university as well which I think is brilliant and I think he holds Liverpool to a very very good place in his heart and I think he's one of those people that would always be welcome just for the the sheer things that he's done but I think in terms of just football and talent and 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 what he can offer I don't think he can offer that much anymore I think Liverpool's a little bit past having Divock Origi as that fourth fifth sixth choice striker I think he needs to go somewhere probably to France or somewhere like that where he can really excel and become a main man which I think he probably deserve boys we'll stick with the, the sort of the attackers and Simo, you touched on him briefly then. Jadon Shakiri, who's had a wonderful tournament, obviously, at the Euros. He's a player that I'm a big fan of. I think he offers something that not a lot of players do for Liverpool. But what would what would you do with, with Big Shaq, Simo? I mean, I just want him to be fit. When he's fit, he's, there's no dramas at all uh, when he's fit. Um, and he's had a superb tournament. And he's that talisman for, for, uh, for Switzerland. 
But you know, it's, it's the thing. Can we keep Jordan Shakiri fit? <laughs> but yeah, but the thing is, we, when he had the rotational season, when when we won the title and stuff like, that, he did contribute in in certain aspects. But I think that um, again, is he is Jordan Shakiri going to want to be the main man at a club? Some people would say no. Jordan Shakiri is quite happy to be a a sort of um, squad player. Um, and because he's he's not really been he's not really relished um, the chances to be to be that number f- that first choice uh, creative talisman even at, even at Stoke um, mm. I think it was Mark Hughes was the manager and spoke a little bit about that he was always wanting a wee bit more for Jordan Zakiri um, yeah and he, he didn't really cope with the pressure too well um, if we can get if we I, if we can keep Jordan Zakiri fit I think he offers Liverpool something a wee bit different than what we have on the pitch. Uh, I mm. thought he was great in the ten for Switzerland in particular, um, yeah. and I think he, when he was out in the left as well, I thought I thought he did really really well in that position. Um, and he had obviously that freedom of reign to move all, all over the pitch where he wants. He's not going to get that probably any any <laughs> sort of tactical situation at Liverpool. <laughs> but I do think uh, he showed a wee bit of versatility at the tournament, um, and he, he was obviously a big big factor on um, Switzerland's I would say successful tournament. I have to agree with you, Adam. What would you do with Shakiri? Uh, I would similarly. I'd I'd keep him. Look, I mean, Simo spoke about his versatility. Uh, we need more players like that at Liverpool. As many as we yeah. can get our hands on. Um, look, especially after we, the way we've seen last season go down with the amount of injuries we've got and having to shuffle players around into different positions, it just it it, it goes such a long way having players like that that can play multiple positions. Um, echoing again what what Simo said, we we we've seen what he's still got in his locker at the tournament. Um, he was you know, big, big key to uh, knocking France out. He obviously scored a goal in the game uh, against Spain that they obviously un- unfortunately lost on penalties. Mm. Um, I don't. I think until we start to see um, like a bigger drop off in quality, there's, there doesn't seem to be any reason to to, to sort of sell him on or, or move him on. I think look, we got him for like, what was it? 12, 13 million. 12 million quid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like it, that, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's not like we're, we're sort of looking to sell him on because we've spent, you know, big bucks on him and we're trying to get, get something back from the transfer fee. It's, it, we may as well keep him while he, while he still possesses the quality that he does. I, just, I do get what you mean there, Adam. Me. I mean, are we really going to spend the money we got that we spent on Shakiri and maybe the wages and bring in any significant improvement on Jordan Shakiri? Yeah. Probably not, man. Exactly. Probably not. You would need to do well to get a player of the six of, of the similar quality uh, to Shakiri for that money. I think in, in today's market. Yeah, I'd agree with you, lads. I I think a big one that will probably factor into this is the African Cup of Nations uh, as well. Knowing that yeah. Mane, Salah are both going to be gone for a month, potentially two months. I think Klopp will certainly be thinking about that, and he'll probably think, and if I could keep someone like Shakiri, if I can blood Harvey Elliott in, you know, there's two players there that can step up and and be an extra couple of men there for me in that front three position. So that's what I think. Uh, I think they'll keep him as well. I don't think he'll go this season. I think he might go next year. I think that'll probably be the time that we'll see the end of Shakiri's time at Liverpool. But again, sticking with strikers or attackers, Minamino. Went to, on loan, obviously, to Southampton last year. Didn't really set the world on fire. Had an okay spell for me. Hasn't set the world on fire at Anfield. Adam, what do you think Liverpool are going to do with Takumi Minamino? I I think I'm in the minority with this one, but I'd actually keep him around. Um, again, as we spoke about with Shakiri, Minamino is another player that 
can play in a number of positions. You can play in midfield as, as like a 10. Uh, you can play up front or from what I've seen, he played at, at Southampton. He played both sides of the wing as well. Mm. And I know you said he didn't set the world alight for Southampton, but I think for a player of, of his expected quality, like don't forget we signed him for about £7 million. Mm. For a player of his expected quality, I think he did okay. He scored a couple of goals, uh, a couple a couple of de- like, um, quite important goals. But I'm pretty sure he scored one of the ones against Chelsea as well. Which yeah, we, I think we, he did. Yeah. Again, um, which obviously helped us out. Um, I I don't see the issue. Like he's still he's 25, is he? I think he's about that yeah, about yeah, around yeah, that yeah. age. Like yeah, he, he's not. It's, it's not like he's getting on either. Like he's still got you know potential to grow. Um, he's well aware that in this Liverpool squad he'd be a rotation player. And look, I think if there's any sort of counteract to this, it's it's is he happy being that? Like if. Mm. If he's not happy being a rotation player at Liverpool, then sure, move move him on, and I'm I'm sure we've got quality to uh, to sort of get in in other positions. But look, I think at this point in time, we've we've seen glimpses of him potentially being a really good player. The last we saw him in the Liverpool shirt was against Crystal Palace, the seven nil. Started that game really well. Um, yeah, scored the first goal. I, I don't think he's a bad player at all, and I, I think he just sort of needs um, he needed that time to settle into to English football and. And sort of really get going. I mean, we we saw what he's doing for Salzburg, even against us. He actually in the Champions League games they played against us, he looked better than what Haaland did against us. Which <laughs> yeah. I know, obviously, you can't really compare the two now. But yeah, um, yeah we've seen that he has he has got potential there. There is there is ability there. Um, I just, yeah, I'd keep him. Simo, what would you do with Minamino? Uh, pro- probably in the same camp as Adam if he is happy to be that rotational player then I would happily take him at that again it's the same as your Shaqiri situation I'd be really going to have a, a big step up in quality for, for spending that money again in today's mm-hmm. market probably not um, he actually had a really really positive start at Southampton and it kind of petered out a wee bit near the end and he was playing ge- generally as a right midfielder and a, and a left midfielder mm-hmm. uh, for Southampton he didn't really actually play as a striker much for them Um they had much more, their system much more suits a, a, a Shea Adams, Danny Ings, uh, Shane Long sort of striker uh, rather than a, a, a sort of runner that's going to run through the channels. Um, they need somebody that can essentially hold up the ball. And um, that's why he didn't really play that position for Southampton. I think Klopp would have been aware that he wasn't going to play as a striker um, for them. But yeah, I think the the, the Crystal Palace game, I think, is when he scored like the most Mo Salah goal I'd ever seen from, from a player that's not Mo Salah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, like Adam said, he's in his mid-20s, he's got room to grow. Uh, we're not going to get a massive step up in quality for the, for the money we paid for Minamino. So, yeah, keep mm. for me. Another keep for me. Another keep. Boys, moving back to midfield, one lad we touched on earlier who had a bit of a dreadful injury record, Naby Keita. What would you do with Naby Keita? Would you sell him? Would you keep him around to sit in the treatment room? Would you loan him out to try and get some game time? What would you do? Simo, we'll stick with you. Naby Keita. Keep, loan, or sell? I don't know. I don't know. I would hate to sell him. <laughs> then he goes and lights, lights him out of the light with another club, you know, um, and mm. then gets a big a big move to another club. Um, and they get him fit, and then they get the best of Naby, but we didn't really see the best of Naby. I would hate for that to happen. Um, 
in terms of if we keep him, if we keep him, like he's, 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 he has got on quite a lot of money, Naby Keita. You know, we did pay a reasonable fee for Naby. I think we paid something like 45 million for Naby, maybe even more. 50, 52 million, I think it 52, was. 52, yeah, yeah. It was a hefty, hefty yeah, price we that's, paid for him. That, that's a big fee for us. Normally, I know people will think, oh, we go out and spend, you know, 75 million pounds on players and 60 million pounds on goalkeepers. And, yeah, but that's because we sold Coutinho when <laughs> we had those sort of funds. <laughs> uh, people yeah. seem to forget that we just made a hundred. 140 million on Coutinho. Uh, I, when we do I think Nab- Nabi Keita is our third most expensive player, I'm pretty sure. I yeah. I think he is um, after, after yeah, them too. Yeah. Even ahead yeah. of Fabinho. Um, yeah. I mean, do we, do we keep him longer, we risk, do we lose some of that value or do we increase that value if he has a positive season? I don't know, maybe a loan move might be the right move for Nabi. Something a wee bit out mm. of the box. Um, maybe go loan them out to a lower, a lower tier Premier League club. That way, then you know you're still keeping them in a league. That it's a league he has to get used to if he's going to yeah. play for Liverpool. He has to be used to the physicality and pace of the midfield in the Premier League. Um, he has to be used to that. So maybe like a, a, a maybe a Southampton would suit and advocate a great, uh, especially if James Ward Prowse moves on. From Southampton, who's been heavily linked to other clubs, maybe maybe an advocate move to Southampton. We obviously have a great relationship with Southampton uh, <laughs> and exchanging players. Normally, I was taking them, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we, I, I would. It's a strange word for that. I mean, I think there's, I don't think there's a dead certain right answer at the mm. minute to that question. Maybe a loan move might be the sort in between that kind of that maybe I could get some real game time. And we can actually see what he's about. So a low move for you, Simo. Adam, what would you do with Nabby? Do you know what? I'm, I was happy you went to Simo first because I was in a similar... <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is one... And, and still, even though I've had time to think about it, I don't know. I'm I'm probably between uh, keeping him and, as uh, Simo said, loaning him out. Um, I think there's, there's probably not much point selling Nabby at this point in time just because of the little game time he's had for us and little opportunities he's had to show off what he's really about especially after we signed him for as you say about 52 million how how you know what what clubs are going to pay like a big transfer fee for Naby Keita I, I don't I don't think, I think at the I, moment I, his I, stock probably couldn't be lower either could it I mean he's not played yeah exactly at that's, all that's 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 sort of the point I'm, I'm trying to get at if, mm. if we were to sell him it's probably not going to be for a lot and then, as as Simo sort of alluded to earlier, the, you know, what if that other team then sees the best out of Naby Keita and will feel like you know mugs really for for not utilising him and and getting the best out of him? Um, I think with Naby, he's got maybe 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 a, a season out on loan or or one more season in you know in and around the first team to really prove to us, you know, I'm mm. not going to be a liability and and just being you know I, again as Simo said, it's like in the treatment room for three quarters of the season if he does that again though i think if we haven't uh, say say for example we loan him out to a club like southampton or we keep him around in the first team for next season and he is injured for the majority of the season again i think that's maybe at the point where we think you know do we cut our losses now and just say look it's just not going to work out um you know, because I, I like to try and remain positive around Naby Keita. I, 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 as you were talking about earlier, I think he's a brilliant player. He's good there. There's so much quality in that guy. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it gets to a point where, you know, it could be like another Daniel Storage situation where you know the quality's there, but because of the, the frequency and, and the nature of the injuries, you just sort of have to cut your losses eventually. So I'd go yeah. keep slash loan for a season. If it still doesn't work out, I'd maybe look to see what we could get for him the year after that. 
Fair enough. That makes sense to me. I'd agree. I you know we spoke about him earlier, but there's definitely a player in there. It's just getting it out of him, I think, is the key the key there, lads. Another midfielder. I've seen a few people talk about this one. Oxley Chamberlain. I'm a big fan of Ox. I think the season he joined, I think it was 17-18. I think he was our, one of our best players. Unbelievable in that midfield. And then obviously got a very, very nasty injury. And it sort of went a bit downhill from him from there. Boys, what would you do with Ox? Simo, we'll come to you first. What would you do with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain? I'm going to say right off the bat, keep. a uh, big fan of Ox. I've seen a lot of people um, maybe not remember the, the quality that uh, the Ox offered us. Um before he took his really, really bad injury. Um, he, I know he's, he's did, he, he was struggling to get into the midfield, so Klopp is trying to put him out in the right, maybe even out in the left, less frequently than the right. I just don't think he suits his position. Does he look comfortable out in the wings for me at all? Maybe in the 10, I think he looks a little bit. When he comes centrally, you can tell he is, he's much more comfortable on the ball and, and where he's going to turn and make the pass. Um, I think with the absence of Gini Wijnaldum, <laughs> there is a gap to be filled in that midfield. And... If there was a club, if there was a player at a club presently that I think could fill that gap, I really do think the Ox has the quality to really step in. If he can, you know, get really, really fit, um, he can really offer Liverpool because he has he has a quality player and he offers us something outside the box. He can hit them from range. You know, <laughs> he, he's powerful. His passing range is excellent in terms of he can he can make a long pass. He can make a, a, a lovely weighted pass out of the, out of the wings, etc. You know, I think yeah, big fan of him. Keep hundred percent for me. Keep the ox, Adam. You keeping the ox around? Of, of course, I am. The ox is genuinely <laughs> one of my favourite players to ever play for the club, and it seems like a, I was comp- I was I was campaigning for Liverpool to sign Ox about three four years before we did. Um, so so when he came, it was almost like a fairy tale, like coming true for me. Um, yeah, I I love the guy, and and look as Simmer's already already mentioned, covered all the ground. He he offers what. Pretty much no other midfielder really offers for us at this club. Um, in terms of, well, look, he can, he can pick up the ball, he can drive at players, he can beat a man. He's not afraid to shoot from range like you know, like most of the squad seem to be. Like we rarely, rarely even try and shoot outside the box. Fabinho yeah, is the only one that really matter. has a crack these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, th- I think he just he offers something different in that midfield that that literally nobody else does, um, and that mm. alone is worth keeping in. Um, and look, I know he's he's another player that's had a lot of injuries, but quite a few of these injuries have been uh, impact injuries. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily say it's you know down to him you know, having biscuit legs or, or whatever it is people people are, are saying yeah. these days. And I I, I think it's look, there's just no point in telling him. I I think he's an excellent player. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd keep the ox quite. No, I, I think he's a he's a character who's I think very well loved at the club the players love him there I've met him a few times and I think he's sound he's always been really sound person to just sort of chat to and I think in terms of the club as well I think Klopp certainly loves him I think he loves him to bits so he just wants him to be fit very much in my opinion and yeah I'd keep the ox like you said as well boys he's one of the few players that'll yeah. actually have a go outside <laughs> We uh, just just to add in, we 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 even at the back of last season when he came in for uh, it was Palace on the final day, right? Mm. And he comes in and he just scores a, a beautiful goal. It just once again shows what he's still about, even right now. Um, and I Klopp did say after that game, um, you just reminded me there that Alex Oxley Chamberlain mm. is in Klopp's future plans. So we already kind of know that he's he's mm. going to look to keep him around the first team squad. Yeah, 
I'd, I'd agree with you. Boys moving back to defenders. One I've seen crop up a couple of times now is Nico Williams. There's been a few rumours I've seen that, that he might be on his way out. What would you do with Nico Williams? Adam, we'll come to you first. Um, it's another really difficult one again because I, I actually I thought he played quite well for Wales. He played as mm. like a left wing back slash left back for them. Um, which shows you know he's got a bit of versatility in him. He can play either side. Um, we've seen there's the potential there. Like he's he tried a few times like a Trent early style cross. Uh, <laughs> he's very much and it, molded but, into the shape of Trent. Hasn't yeah, mm. and and that's that's sort of why it excites me and and why I wouldn't say sell. Um, look, if if we can guarantee that Trent Alexander Arnold's going to be fit for the season and. And look, we've still got Milner around, so maybe we could he could fill in at right back or or whatever. Then I'd I'd be open to a loan move for a season, so we can go out and get some proper first team football somewhere. Yeah, um, you know maybe Championship club or or even low end Premier League. I, I think he could do well for. I think he's shown enough potential that he he, he can make that sort of move. Um, I'd be very reluctant to sell him at this point in time, though. So for for me, it'd be I'd maybe edge towards a loan move, but I'd be happy to keep him and, and maybe play him in some cup games. Simo, same sort of boat. I don't think it makes sense to get rid of Nico where we don't have a, a proper right back. We to... don't have a wealth of depth at yeah. that position, do we? Really, really, James Milner. Fabinho's played it right back before, but in a much more defensive capacity compared to how Liverpool play with our, our fullbacks. Um, Henderson filled in there, obviously, last season for a minute. Um, but none, like, a proper one-for-one right-backs. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense to keep him around well. Or if he does depart, because um, it's been linked to sort of like 20 people, or clubs coming in for the region, I saw mm. 25 million for him. Um, I think that's maybe a good a good bit of business if we can get him out and then get like a seasoned right-back to come in that's going to be happy playing a rotational role. Um, that would that would be an okay bit of business for, for in my opinion, but yeah, it doesn't make sense for him to depart where we don't have anybody in that role. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think I I think if he was going to go for me, I think it'd be. I think we'd only get rid of him if we knew we were guaranteed nailed on to sign another right back. But for me, there's no there's there's nothing in it for me. I think if he's going to go, it's going to be on loan. But like you said, Adam, he's had a good tournament with Wales. He's shown that he can play at a high level, and he's been okay when he's been at Liverpool. Obviously, he's a young lad. He, he's learning. He's not had a lot of experience, not had a lot of game time. So, you know, all players have these these problems and I'm sure you'll come through it. Boys, the last two I want to talk about, are the, for me, the two heroes of last season, Reese Williams and Nat Phillips. Big Nat and Reese. What would you do with a pair of them? Would you keep both? Would you keep one around? Would you loan them out? Would you sell them both? Adam, will come to you first. I would definitely keep Nat Phillips, no questions asked. Right, right answer. Um, <laughs> for, 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 for me, he is the, the better of the two. He, he looked a lot more comfortable, especially in, in the big games for us. And that's no discredit to Reese Williams. I think he also did a brilliant job. I think the back end of the season for Reese Williams, though, I think for me personally, it was more about him showing other clubs what he can do. I think he's somebody that we maybe might look to sell depending on what happens with someone like Joel Matip. Mm. Um, you know, especially with with us bringing in um someone of Canate's quality now having, you know, Van Dijk, Gomez and Canate. Yeah, you know, that's three center backs that are all more yeah, probably three of the best center backs in the league. Um and one of them is is going to have to play sort of second fiddle and 
um, already. So we're, we're, we're sort of building up that, that list of centre-backs now. So I think we'd probably look to get rid of one of them. For me, it would be Reese williams um, Look, as I said, I think he's probably shown other clubs, um, you know, that he, he is capable. He, we was a bit unsure about him at first. Well, I was a bit unsure about him at first. Um, I thought he lacked a little bit of pace and a little bit mm. of physicality. Um you know, but as games went on, similarly to to Kabak, actually, as as sort of games went on and he, he played more and more, he looked a bit more comfortable and and a bit more steady. And uh, look, I think we could probably get get a decent little bit of money for him. Um, but yeah, Nat, Nat Phillips for me is, it doesn't even need to be discussed. He stays at the club. That's that. He's, <laughs> he's, he's 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 like a brute. <laughs> <laughs> Simo, what are you doing with the lads? Uh, I think probably in the same in the same sort of. Um... Area is Adam. Um, I think Reese could probably go out on a loan because he is still very young. I think he's yeah. only 19 years old. Uh, Nat Phillips will be lucky if he's the fourth choice centre-back. Um, obviously, the first three are going to be Kanati, Van Dijk and Gomez. They're going to be fighting out for those. those. And I think Joe Matip still has a lot to offer. Joe Matip plays some excellent football oh, over phenomenal. the last few years for Liverpool. He's just got really biscuit legs. Real, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're... But when he's fit, he, he's he's cracking in the way he can bring the ball out of defence for a big mm. tall man like he is. Uh, he's good. He's good in the air for a header. You know, he's put a couple away for us. Uh, I think he, the, he's dribbling capabilities where he can sort of where he does those sort of long runs, really, and then it just kind of like pushes a team on the back foot as we just kind of like overload them in pretty much all areas. I think that you know, I mean, any defender could do that, but he did it particularly well. I think for us, Joe Matip. Mm. Um, so I don't think he's going to roll over. I just accept that he's now the fourth choice centre back. I think he'll he'll want to put in a shift when he does get a call up, and then obviously uh, for Nat Phillips to even be the fourth choice, he has to get in front of an established Joe Matip who has done a lot for the club and showed that he is he is quite a good. Uh, obviously, Joe Matip played when, when we were in better times, we were in better shapes uh, than than um, when Nat Phillips played. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I'd like to see Nat Phillips stay. Uh, and sort of fight it out between him and Joe. I'm big fan, big fan of Joe Matt, big fan of Art Phillips. So either either way, whatever way it swings, is a fourth choice. Um, I just don't want to ever be in a situation when we're playing midfielders at centre back ever <laughs> <having> again. <laughs> I had my fill of that last season. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think Reese Williams for me is going to go on loan. I think it's a smart move to loan him out. I think he's done enough to go on loan to a championship club. And like you said, Adam, build a bit of build a bit of physicality into him, get him down the gym. You know, he looked a bit needs to get a bit faster. He needs to get that pace up a little bit and he needs to I think the championship would suit him because it's a league where you've got to be strong and you've got to, you know, be that sort of rugged old centre back, which is probably inside of him, which he knows that would be. But for me, I think Nat Phillips probably stays around as fifth fourth choice centre back when John Matt inevitably gets injured again next season as he always <laughs> does I think Nat Phillips will sort of fill that role I don't think Klopp would sell him for that reason that you said Simo I don't think he'd ever want to play Jordan Henderson at centre back ever again um, so I think they'll probably keep Nat Phillips for another year and then when things sort of settle down back to normal he'll probably be moved on for me boys that's a, a good sort of deadwood almost if you want to sort about talk about it clear out we're going to talk just a quick one boys about Rafa Benitez obviously going to Everton uh, a god some people have said you know a hero some people he is sort of you know after Klopp the next best thing Simo we'll start with you what were you initially thinking when Rafa was going to well Red Rafa signed for Everton 
Well, I thought initially it was just the newspapers, um, like drumming, drumming some up some false news story. And <laughs> when it came to light, that it was actually a feasible thing that was going to happen and eventually actually happening. Um, obviously, I've seen polar ends of this on Twitter. I've seen the uh, he's no longer welcome at Liverpool. He, you know, he was never one of us, and he's he's no longer one of us. And I've seen the ludicrous. The, um, yeah, and that and then become the the end. Of, I'm, I'm like that. Just because Rafa is now at Everton doesn't change anything for me. I don't feel any different about about Rafa Benitez as my manager. That was obviously when I when I was like young and supporting Liverpool, whatever. And you know, he he was about. You know, he's probably maybe for like for me like the first prominent like Liverpool manager I can remember as a youngster. Um, you know, yeah, he has that for he always be Liverpool Rafa for what for what he did for for the club uh, at the time. Um, I think. For um, anybody that's saying that he's not welcome anymore, is maybe they've became Liverpool fans in, in very recent times. <laughs> they don't quite remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't. Maybe maybe recent times such as our Champions League win or, or our Premier League win. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a ledge. Rafa can do whatever he wants. It doesn't change him. Adam. How do you feel about Rafa? Yeah, no, I, I, so I completely agree. I think the main reason I wanted to um, sort of address the, the the chat about Rafa anyway was because I've seen the carnage on Twitter of so many. It look, it tends to be you know those sort of guys that the the football Twitter, the ones that hide behind the the, the icons of the footballers on Twitter. Yeah. And, <laughs> Classic. You know, the, as as Simo said, probably became a fan in the last few years. Um, so that they probably have absolutely no memory of, of Rafa Benitez apart from the fact that they would have known he was the manager. Well, some of them might not have even known he was the manager for the 2005 <laughs> uh, Champions League win. Um, for me, it's not, it, it, it's more about, um, I put myself in Rafa's position. Like, look, he's, he's, he's been around the block um, a few times now. He's probably just looking as it, at it, as as a move to come home um mm. I, i'm not sure if either of you were aware but his family since him being at liverpool his family yeah. has, has remained in liverpool the entire time even when he's moved away yeah. so for him it is probably more about just coming home being with his family um being back in the city that he loves I, look i think so many liverpool fans are very quick to forget about the money that he's donated and I think still donates to the Hillsborough Foundation. It was yeah. the upfront like ninety six thousand pounds that he that he donated and since then as you know maybe about another hundred thousand or so more that he's he's donated to the cause. He he holds Liverpool very dearly in his heart and he still you know lets that be known just because he's the manager of Everton for him, as I say, it's it, it will be more of like a winding down thing. Like look obviously he's still gonna want to do well with Everton. He's still gonna want to uh, prove to everybody in the league that he's he, he's not here to mess about. But look, he's he's probably not going to get too many jobs after this one. It's mm. he's probably looking to you know to fin- finish off his career. And, and what better place to do it than the place he considers home? Um, you know, he's he's not going to manage Liverpool, so it's it's like the next best thing best thing for him, really. Yeah, I'd agree with you, mate. I think, like you said, a lot of people are quick to forget 
his contributions to the city, not just the club. And like you say, he holds Liverpool to a very dear place. And I, although on the opposite spectrum, I spoke to a lot of my family are Everton fans. And I've spoke to them, and they are not happy with Rafa Benitez being yeah. their manager. Like they really just think it's. I mean, obviously for them, they the heartbreak of losing Carlo Magnifico, who jumped at the first chance that he got, yeah. uh, <laughs> was was bad enough for them. And then to get an ex. Uh, Liverpool manager in in Rafa Benitez, I think a lot of people are not happy, and I don't think a lot of them think he's going to do well. To be honest, I don't think a lot of Everton fans want him to do well, and it sort of always baffles me that when you just don't get behind the manager because why? Why wouldn't you? He's not Liverpool's yeah. manager. He hasn't been a Liverpool manager for over, well over a decade. You know what I mean? Like especially when Everton are just entering this sort of like a transitional period where they want to transition into being a top a top, you know, of the table club, sort of in that top seven. Uh, but they want to build a new stadium that's that's going to be brilliant. They want to invest quite a lot of money in the squad. They want to get a Champions League winning manager, a top name like Carlo. Unfortunately they they, they come to the um the uh, the realization <laughs> that if Real Madrid comes knocking, virtually no manager in the world's going to say no. There's maybe maybe two or three managers in the world that say no to that job offer. Um, and we've got one of them, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think you know that they, they, they wanted a, a manager of the level of Rafa Benitez, and they're not really going to get a. I'd probably say a more seasoned manager that's probably one more hmm. than than Rafa. Um, so and they obviously. They they seen what he did at Newcastle in a shoestring budget, so I think they will turn around to Rafa and be like, "Okay, there's a hundred, there's a hundred billion, you know, go and go and fill this squad out, um, pack this squad, whatever way you do." And they will play conservative football. They will play Rafa ball, um, yeah. but there's a chance that they will they will creep up that table uh, if Rafa gets the players he wants. That's just my opinion of it. I, I still, I still highly just, rate him as a manager. Well, just 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 to add on to that point, real quick. And and it's it's to, to add in that it is it, it proves that it is just the the name Rafa Benitez and that it is Rafa Benitez that Everton fans seem to have a problem with mm. because look and this is no disrespect to Everton like genuinely take away the name show on the CV take away the name on the CV they are they, they are off. not <laughs> yeah they are not at this point in time they are not <laughs> going to get a manager better than Rafa Benitez facts it's just not going to happen there's no one out there for so starters. If you take a, so if yeah, so if you take away that name and you just show you know, as as Simo said, show them the CV. The, 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 yeah, like as you said, they'd be buying your hand off. Like they'd be stupid to not want him. So like it's just the fact that you know they, they've I've seen them calling him a copite bastard and the the banners that they've been hanging out. You're not welcome. That's we ridiculous. know where you live. It's like grow up, like mate. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's that that's the only thing I do worry about for him is that when he's walking into a job where he's probably knows that he's not very welcome it, mm. it all it, you know does it just set him up to fail for, from the from the get-go well he, you know he did that at Chelsea didn't he 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 was not welcome there but he went yeah, and won them a European trophy so I yeah. think he I think he knows that <laughs> a lot of them he, a lot of them still hate him as well they do yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> but I think you know I think Everton fans are so quick to just hate that they take it and just hate him but if he turns around and wins them their first trophy in 20 26 27 years however long it's been then i think uh, do you know what he'd probably still be despised and they'd probably yeah. burn photos of him and stuff but yeah like, what can we do 
Uh, boys, I think that's all we've really got time for today. It's been a, a crack and first episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheery bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sport Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.